What's up, what's up, peoples? What's good, folks? What's good? Uh, myself, well, Jay. Yours truly in the building again. Yes, again. Consistently, twice in two weeks. <laughs> yes, Christmas has come early, folks. Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Making Sense podcast. Indeed, indeed. Welcome back, welcome back. Thank you for rocking with us. Uh, for those of you of you that have been with us from the beginning. Yeah. You know, I went past Chip Shop the other day, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> it was sentimental. So it was all, you know, started, man. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I follow him on Insta, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to go there again. Like, that's some interesting. Maybe we that. should. Maybe I think we so. should have our, our next offsite there. Right. I think so. I think we should try and record an episode on there, team, personally. Team, um, team meeting. Team. Yeah. That's okay. That's what the next team meeting is going to be. We'll do it at Chip Shop. Okay. Really dope spot. If you're into hip hop in Brixton, go check them out. Yeah. Um, yes, welcome back for another week. Um, what do we have for the people this week, bro? Uh, this week, we just want to touch up on um, negative bonyards because negative that's, bon that's something that's been happening in the background. Cool. So negative bonyards. not be aware of. So obviously they're not good. Uh, well, but what's a bonyard? I mean, you say they're not good, but is it not good? I don't know. Really? We'll, we'll so a negative of... bonyard could be good news? Well, for, for you, if you're the buyer, of course. Yeah, so if I'm shorting it, basically. Well, even if you're buying it, as long as other people are buying it, it's, it's great for you. But as as long, anyway, we'll, we'll get to. That. Oh, okay. Don't get ahead yourself. Ahead yourself. Um, do you want to disclaimer? Or should I? I do the disclaimer. I think you should. Yeah. Man. They'll um, probably be depressed if I. Do as that. per usual, guys, everything I'm saying may sound correct, but it probably isn't. So hey, 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 let's stop here. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. Okay. I hey. advise you. <laughs> we don't. To, we don't sponsor <laughs> fake news in this episode. <laughs> Podcast. Sorry. I I advise you to to not take as the gospel and uh, fact check it. Do your research. This guy's before you, you take any <laughs> investment advice from me because I'm not here to give our investment advice, okay? Um, yeah, so now, long story short, you know, please don't take everything you say literal, do your research, seek professional help mm-hmm. and advice if mm-hmm. you need it because we're not liable for any of yes. your losses. And don't ask Francis for investment advice, yes, because I will not give you any. In fact, I'm legally obliged not to give you any. There you go, see, okay. that's why I said it. So, yeah. got your back covered, dude. Cool, so. So yeah, so yeah, this is all this bond yields thing. Um, just on, talk quick, quick recap, mm-hmm. right, of what a bond yield actually is, or what what's a bond actually? It's it's basically an IOU, mm-hmm. right? So Jerome needs a hundred pounds. Need more than that. He right. comes, he comes to me. I said, cool, I'll give you a hundred pounds. In return, he gives me a piece of paper, mm-hmm. which is the IOU, and on the paper it says I must pay back Francis a hundred pounds by the end of the year, and until then, every month I pay him one percent. Right, that's effectively an IOU, and mm-hmm. the bond is very, very similar. Obviously, it gets more complex, but that's basically what it is. So, it's an IOU, it's a way of borrowing money for the, the bond issuer is borrowing money. Now, in the example I just mentioned, Jerome said he'll be giving me one percent. Mm-hmm. The one percent, I didn't say I was giving you one percent, right, you okay, said I said it. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> the one the percent, I give you nothing. <laughs> the one percent is the bond, is the yield on the bond, right? I.e., it's the interest that I'm making right mm-hmm. F- until he pays me back the whole amount 100 pounds so for every month give me that every month is actually a bit extreme let's just say every six months he okay. pays me one percent and then at the end of the, the time he gives me back my money so then i gave him 100 but i would have collected 100 plus two percent right yeah, yeah. if he paid me one percent in halfway through and the other one percent at the end mm-hmm. Right, so I would have gotten two percent. Two percent is the yield that I got, basically. So got it's you. my return, your return on my investments. Right, Perfect. that's a bond in effect, and mm-hmm. bonds are tradable. So let's just say I gave, I gave Jerome the money, he gave me the IOU. 
after two weeks I decided actually I don't want this bond anymore I could have sold it on to someone else so then Jerome would have owned that person the money yeah, yeah. and that's all it is it's just and selling the debt essentially exactly so exactly. yeah you know Francis don't, doesn't owe me I, I don't owe Francis £100 anymore I owe it to whoever he sold it exactly to. whoever yeah. holds the IOU yeah. is who you owe the money to and now they now get the interest or yield yeah. plus the, the exactly. capital now what makes it interesting bank. is at this point if I'm selling on the bond to someone else and let's just say obviously the £100 will always be paid at the end mm -hmm. but the person buying it from me can actually say yeah but I'm not going to give you £100 for it I know I'm going to receive 100 but I don't want to pay you that much because I just don't mm -hmm. and if I'm, I desperately need the money I could say to him okay you know what that's fine just give me £90 right mm -hmm. if that happened that guy is still getting back 100 so he's making £10 extra yeah right yeah, yeah. so that happens and as Bond's being, um, being traded being bought and sold there's prices go up and down, there's changes in the price and there's changes in the yield. Mm -hmm. And and broadly speaking, with bonds, if you have a high yield, you have a low price. Gotcha. And that makes sense, right? Because mm -hmm. remember, that the higher the interest you're receiving, the as a, the more return you're getting, right? Mm -hmm. But whilst in, in the example that I just made, in order for the, the guy who was buying the bond off me, in order for him to get a higher yield, was it? Look, and I've confused myself. <laughs> Top shutter. Top shutter. Do you want to start again, bro? This is what happens when you take time off, bro. You get rusty. Shit. Okay, fine, now, now I've confused myself. Okay, <laughs> uh -huh. um, so what the example that I made was the, 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 the guy who bought the bond off me for £90. Yes. So he's having what? He's having £10 because he's he's going to receive 100 so mm -hmm. he's getting £10 extra, but he's also receiving 2%, right? Yep, yep, yep. He gets the interest. Yeah? Okay, so the 2% is two pounds plus 10 that's 12 pounds right so his his the interest he's getting is not it's 12 over it's not 12 over 100 right because he paid what 90 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 12 oh, over 90, 90. gotcha but that number is a lot lower mm -hmm. than 12 over 100 right so as the the in, in order for in order for the investor to make more money two things would have to happen lower yield or higher price got you Two, two of these, one of these things needs to happen. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I hope I have confused people. If I have, you probably have. Okay, you yeah, probably have. Just send me an email. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's Info it. Makingsensepodcast.com. Yeah. And what usually happens is, clearly, if I'm, if I'm gonna borrow money from someone, yeah, what happens? This is almost like natural law, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm gonna borrow money, someone is giving me money. I have to pay that person interest, right? That's just how it works in the world, right? If I came to Jerome now and I said, you know what, I need you to give me a hundred pounds. Yeah, I'll give you back next week, but I want you to pay me for giving me the money. What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of Jamaican curse word. <laughs> I can't it's, say it. It's almost unheard of, right? Honestly. It's yeah, almost unheard of, right? Now, intuitively, you think it's unheard of, and, but I know it happens. It, no, it's, it's happening. It's happening big because... Mm. A, a negative yielding bond is basically a bond where the buy the if if I am the investor I'm the one giving someone the money I have to pay them for the privilege of lending them the money which doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. but it's been happening with government bonds specifically in Europe right so what generally drives that I suppose I think mean, that's what will be I think interesting to our listeners in terms of not just what you know bond yields are the fact that negative what is that an, a sign of I suppose. Um, well, it it's it's all usually starts with the central banks, right, mm -hmm. and and the kind of monetary policy that they have or they they're doing. 
Um, so generally speaking, central banks, they use interest rates to, I don't know, balance the economy, I would say, to make sure inflation doesn't go up too high mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or too low and to make sure that there's, you know, um, stable growth, GDP growth every year, whatever. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. fine. That's, that's why they do. So if we're in an environment where um, inflation is rising, um, growth is really high, then they might raise interest rates. And when, when they raise interest rates, they make it harder for you to borrow money because if you borrow money, you have to pay higher interest yeah, rates, yeah. right? So they might do that so that people borrow less money mm -hmm. to cool things down a little bit. If things are going too slow, they might lower it, right? Now, since the financial crisis, both in Europe and the US, central banks have been lowering interest rates for so much. It's more so in Europe now because the US has increased them a little bit. Mm -hmm. In Europe, where for some countries, the central bank interest rates are negative, right? Crazy. They're negative. What that means is if a big commercial bank, what, what big commercial banks usually do is they deposit money with their central banks. So you know how banks need to have a, a number or an amount of money on, on hold mm -hmm. every day, basically. Yep, yep, yep. If it turns out that they have too much for one day, they will park that money at the central bank. That's their excess reserve. Gotcha. They will park it there and the central bank will pay them interest. Now, now we're in an environment where the central bank says, if you park your money here, you we're going to charge you. We're not going to pay you. We're going to charge you. Why are they doing that? Because they don't want the banks parking up their money. They want the bank to lend out that. They need that money in circulation, basically. Exactly. That's what they want. Yeah. So it, the negative interest rates is a way of to discourage the, the banks from depositing that money. But then you get to a stage where the, the banks are still doing that. They're still parking the money, right? It, it sounds crazy, mm -hmm. but if you park the bank with the central bank, there's no way you're going to lose the money. And that's what I was to say. Is and that's why they the do risk? it. Yes. Okay. That's why they do it. But that's not the only reason why. Okay. Um, and, and, and remember, those are just, so those are central bank mm. rates, right? Then you have government bond rates. So or in, you have the interest rates on government bonds. So if Germany, for example, wanted to borrow money for 30 years, they will not pay any interest on it. Mm. They will receive interest on it, right? They will receive, right now, I think it's about no point, I can't remember, is it 0.3 or something, right? Wow. They, yeah. So people are paying basically for someone to hold their money and keep it safe basically, for them, essentially. But then this is where it gets interesting. As an investor, right, as a specific type of investor, say an insurance company, mm -hmm. you have specific obligations, right, which you have to meet. You as an accountant, you know about these stuff, right? <laughs> you know about the balance sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. you have specific, um, you have specific liabilities where- yeah, covenants. What you want, is um, you want to be able to defeat those liabilities, yeah. right? Regardless of what happens, you want it to be a thing where you're not going to have um, to, you're going to have enough payments in the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you buy a bond and say, okay, I'm going to buy this bond, hold it until maturity, and this at, at maturity, this will give me the money to pay my liability. Mm -hmm. From a regulatory perspective, you've done what you have to do, i.e. you've covered your obligations, right? And, a lot of insurance companies, they're forced to buy bonds, right? So they can't buy stocks and hold it because uh, stocks are too volatile, right? So they, they have to buy riskless assets, i.e. government bonds. Yes, yes, yes. So if there's so much demand for them, regardless of whether they're positive or negative, people are still buying them because they're thinking, okay, if I buy this bond today, yes, I'm going to lose, say, 40, 0.4% or something, but I'd rather lose 04 than 
in buy stocks or lower mm. rated bonds and lose ten percent. So it, at this point, it's almost like it's it's the lesser the less of two evils. Exactly. Bloody hell, man! So there's a demand for that, right? They have to buy it. So you know, I'm going to ask next, right? No. Is this recession coming or not? Because that's what everyone's been saying, but dude, I, I, I don't see it coming. Ever or just not for now? Do you mean? Not for, yeah, not for now. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Of, of course, there will definitely be a recession mm. at some point. Not for now. Not this year. Based on so, why do you think you? Don't, why don't you see it coming? Okay, a both Europe and in the, in the US, mm-hmm. the central banks are literally they're they're on fire, as in they're doing everything they can to avoid a recession. Got you. Um, only last month, so last year, the Federal Reserve, the US central bank, were basically announcing that they're going to start raising raising interest yeah, rates, raising right? rates yeah. this year they saw something in the data they, they did a u-turn they first they said it was going to keep rates stable and then last month they announced they're going to cut rates so this month they have a meeting they're going to cut rates yeah, rates yeah, yeah. are extremely low in the u.s but they're going to cut them even further right to to, to give them a little bump yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. You're, you're doing that yeah clearly at some point you, you're, there will be a recession regardless but as it stands the central banks are doing everything in their power to avoid a recession from happening mm. right I don't know if you saw this in the news where they're saying this cycle has been the longest cycle yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's part to all this the central bank policies right so, so is it a case that when it eventually does come it's probably going to be one of the worst recessions we've ever seen or something it would definitely be bad I don't know if it's going to because I feel like it'll be worse than well no I don't think so you because, don't think it'll be worse no, than the last one because the last one was a financial crisis right more than anything okay. where banks didn't have enough capital yeah. right to meet obligations now they have they, they have twice of what they had got you um, uh, corporate debt isn't as high as it was mm-hmm. um, household debt is higher but again not as high as it, as it was previously mm-hmm. the only form of debt that's really really high is government debt so governments have raised so much debt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they have surpassed the levels they were in 08. Okay. Um, and so, what, what's what's the risk of that then, I suppose? Well, again, they're governments, right? So they can do what they want. Mm. Um, yeah, you can... Is it devaluing your currency? You, you can do that. Deflate, deflate away your debt. Mm. You know, you can let inflation rise. There's there's different ways. Government, think, government debt, because they're government and they're... They have this, I don't know, these powers that companies don't have. It's always a bit different. Got you. I think I'm wondering how those things will impact everyday people. You know. Well, I guess one one where's austerity, right? Yeah. If if it got to that. So, which I think I feel like we're still in austerity. So we're seeing. You reckon yeah. we could see further? Exter- Sorry to put words in your mouth. Yeah. So if, it, if if it gets to a recession, yeah. But the UK, I don't know where bit where a lot. We're, we're not as far in the in the cycle as the US, I would say. Mm. And Brexit kind of put a hold on everything. Got you. So for, for the UK, I don't know. Because I don't even know if you remember when the vote happened and Mark Carney came out saying, oh, inflation is going to skyrocket. It's going to be as high unemployment. None of that stuff happened. Mm. Right. <laughs> None of that stuff happened. So I don't know. Interesting. But yeah, b- back to negative interest rate, uh, yeah, negative bond deals, right? Um so I, I was talking about government bonds being negative. Now, at the beginning of this year, you had no corporate, i.e. bonds issued by companies that had negative yields. You didn't have any, right? Okay. Now you have 600 billion. Yeah. Wow. And, and the, the negative yield in government bonds now stand at 12 trillion USD. Yeah. <laughs> it's a huge chunk. It is. 
significant number. Um, but what what fascinates me is just this whole thing of, oh, what you mentioned with why would anyone buy that or is it good or bad? Mm. So Im- imagine bond yields are at two percent, right? And you buy it. If they go all the way to zero, as the bond yields are going lower, the pr- price of the bond is going up. Mm. So you as the buyer, that's good for you. So this is what I'm saying. Imagine you buy a bond at negative one percent and it goes to negative two percent. Yeah, you've made money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So you can still buy a negative yield of bonds, but you will lose money if you if you keep that bond until maturity. Got you. Right? Oh, if it has a ten you. year maturity, yeah, yeah, yeah. every year you lose ten one percent, one percent. Then obviously you lose money mm. because at the end of the ten year, the price, the money you'll get back is whatever you put in at the beginning. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. in between, remember bonds are being traded, so you can buy something today for one hundred, sell it tomorrow for one hundred and two. Yeah, right. It happens, so it's not. It's it's bad in a sense that because we're in such a low, um, low interest rates environment, mm-hmm. that's why bonds have actually turned negative, right? Everything is just so low, and and with with corporate bonds or bonds from of or bonds issued by companies, what they usually do is they look at okay, what's the the, the yield on a government bond, mm-hmm. and then they add a spread. To, to compensate for the, the extra risk because a spread spread Sorry. as in say the government bond is one percent mm-hmm. the spread will be say i don't know 0.5 okay or two so you add that to it's three or Got you. whatever okay and that's just to say okay because the corporation is more riskier the, the interest should be higher Got you. okay that makes sense but then but then if the the bond on the the, the yield on a government bond is negative and you're adding something to it, it will still be really, really low, right? Yeah. yeah it's yeah, almost yeah. like it's negative one, you're adding two, that still gives you one, mm-hmm. right? So interest rates in general have been really, really low, which is bad for savers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as we've seen. Yeah. And I don't know how much your ISA pays, but Lloyd's ISA is 0.35 or something. Yes, they've been ridiculous for a long time. So I don't they've know. They've been ridiculous it, for a very long time. It pushes you into more risky investments, right? Isla. Cryptocurrencies. <laughs> that's, that's that's a bit too risky. Uh, a, lot, a lot of institutions are looking at cryptocurrencies now. Really? Yeah. Funny enough, I've it's been I've had a, at least two free meetings where someone said something like, "Should we be buying cryptocurrencies?" Just tell them to hold out your boy Jay. The futures, the futures, right? They would not buy the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, them, I think. But you know, just the idea that yeah. people they want exposure to the market. Yeah, because you know, I was thinking. Because one, one guy was asking about, he's like, maybe this is the time to be buying more gold. Okay. And then I said, um, no, he said, maybe this, should, this is the time to be buying more gold or or just, just outright cryptos. And I said, well, cryptos, Bitcoin is kind of a levered gold, right? They do correlate a little bit, not mm. as much as people actually, they don't actually have that much of a high correlation. Okay. I think what happens is when everything else is doing really bad, gold tends to do well. Yep. yep and yep. crypto also tends, tends to do, do well. well yeah, so yeah. there I is some correlation. Actually. Yeah. So I was saying, well, if you think gold is going to be doing well, then you might as well buy Bitcoin, right? Because it's going to be do even better if yeah. you can stand the vol. You know, but yeah, I don't know. Um, interesting times. Yeah, very interesting times. Um, but yeah, this whole you know idea of you having to pay someone to to lend money to, lend to them, money, money to it's it's just fascinating, though. So it just it, I think so where it becomes fascinating for me is like what kind of situations are we in where, as you say, like and even for you listeners, think about a time. Well, what situation would you need to be in where you're you're paying someone to look after your money, basically? It's basically where you think you're better off doing that, yeah, because you're going to lose a lot yeah. more elsewhere. 
you're better off paying someone to hold your money for you and do whatever they're going to do with it because you also have the risk of them not paying it back, right? There is, but with governments, the risk is really, yeah, really it's almost not, yeah, not there. Yeah. yeah, okay, got you. It's almost not there. That is just... But then even, even with companies where the risk is high, you still have very, very low interest rates. You remember our episode on leverage loans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, highly yeah. indebted companies, yeah, yeah, they still yeah. have very, very low interest rates. I was listening rates. to a pod about that again recently, actually. You were, yeah? You I was listening, listening to another pod oh, okay. about that. Oh, okay, it okay. Up. I think it was an IMF pod. Okay. They were talking about them again. Yeah. About leverage loans. Yeah. Or, or, or just the fact that it's a concern. Yeah. So, in, yeah, in general, it's, um, Cause I don't know. Didn't Japan have a period of They've negative interest rates? They, they still they st- have it. They still have it. They were the first to have it. Uh, 2016 a 10-year bond went negative and then switzerland followed mm. and now it's quite a few countries so i suppose so what happens to everyday people in that kind of situation? We're, we're not impacted because okay. we don't deposit our money with central banks mm. we go to normal banks. so you'll never get retail banks with negative rates i mean it's not impossible but okay. as it stands it hasn't happened oh, and it, so there's never I been a country with that no no oh, okay not for individuals oh okay no, no, okay, no, no. okay 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 no okay. we no one is stupid enough to do that. They uh, will just put their money under their mattress. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. But they could pass a law to make that illegal, right? I'm sure they do. I'm sure there's a law about. I know you can't have X amount of gold on you. Is it? Yeah, know. I'm pretty sure you can't have more than a certain amount of gold unless it's locked. There's some rules around how much gold you can hold. I know that much. I just don't know the rules. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's not something similar about cash. Yeah. Actually, no. I think you're right because, or is that when you're traveling? There's a certain know. amount. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. You can only travel with a certain amount of cash. Yeah. But I don't know how much you're actually allowed to hold. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that becomes a thing. Yeah, I don't think it will. I think no one is stupid enough to. If if I don't, say I had a million, mm. right, and then my bank says actually, yeah, you know, it's good, you're gonna have to start paying, <laughs> paying us interest so you can leave your money here. I'll say thank you very much. I'll buy. I'll take all the cash out and buy government bonds. Yeah, as in okay. US government bonds yeah, that yeah, are still yeah, positive. Yeah. The same day, that's what I would do. They're basically riskless. Yeah. So I would buy them. You wouldn't just buy like a high-powered safe? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> With retinal scanners I don't, I don't, and stuff. I don't believe in safes, bro. Do you not? <laughs> I don't believe in safes, bro. Why not? I suppose, like you said, this is not 1940, right? <laughs> you can get a new one in it. Retinal scanner, you know. Guard no, dogs and Someone all that. can still come to my house and take the save with them. Yeah, this is true. I'm joking. Mm. Cool. So that's a bit of a informative one on negative interest rates. So put quite simply, uh, people are paying the government to borrow money from them. Yeah. Which is insane practice when you think of it. You just wouldn't do it in your everyday life. No, you wouldn't. It, it doesn't make intuitive sense. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Crazy, but yeah, it's anyway, it's happening, but it just feels like the the kind of climate at the moment is crazy in general, and I think that's what's mm. been quite shocking. But to I me. feel like you're very you're convinced there's a recession around the world. Yeah, I am. I am. But why? I don't know, man. It's, it's just you've seen the signs. <laughs> I just, you know, what? I'm just, I am seeing the signs, and I'm getting a similar feel uh, to when the first one came about. As in, things are too good, or what? yeah, nice. things are too good for a long time. Now we're we're getting certain indicators. People are struggling. I just I just think we're poised for one, man. I really do. I really, really, really do. I think a lot of the good news to me feels like it might be artificial. Yeah. Yeah. So like I mean it kinda is. You know. If you artificially keep an interest rates low. You would yeah, you said then you know it is kind of artificial. Um yeah, a lot of it feels that it could be quite artificial. Yeah. Um Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm convinced there's one coming. I just yeah. don't know when. 
Yeah, we'll see. You know, uh, I, to be honest, it might not even be me convinced one's coming. I think I just want one to come. <laughs> I don't know. So assets get cheaper. <laughs> I'll be honest. That's that's how we all know <coughs> Jerome is a secret millionaire. No, he's waiting for prices to drop low enough so he can go all out. Slight correction. <laughs> Jerome wants to become a secret millionaire, and he needs a few crashes for asset prices to go lower, so, so I can take my meager amount of money now and turn it into a lot of money in the future. That's fair enough. And that's okay. that's kind of as selfish as it sounds. That's uh, what it is. Yeah, and that's why I say I'm a socially conscious capitalist yeah. because I do want a recession to come so I can buy some stuff. But I'm going to teach you guys about yeah. money so that you don't get burned as much. Yeah, you're a capi- capitalist, right? I'm and, not, man. And, um, I'm that's, not. that's the end of it. I just know the rules of the game Trust that I have me, to play. You're a capitalist. I'm not. I think people take capitalism the wrong way sometimes. Explain. I, I don't think there's just one type of capitalism and, and it's all, you know, mm. there's greed and where. I don't think that's, that's it. I think a lot of it's greed, though. Probably, yeah. I think a lot of it's greed. But I think a lot of it is, it's got to do with, at birth, how how much are you disadvantaged? If you're very disadvantaged, you're you're fucked, right? Mm -hmm. In a capitalistic world. That's it. If you're slightly disadvantaged, right? And there's an opportunity for you to kind of come out of that and make something out of yourself Mm -hmm. with, with hunger, drive, some help, some luck, a lot of people can make it in, in, in capitalism or in the kind of capitalism that I think we, we live in. Mm. Not everyone lives in that, you know. There's some people right from birth that there's no chance. No, absolutely none. You know, and maybe what we need to do is, is lower the number of people who are in these environments, right? Maybe. Yeah. But, you know, that's just me. I don't know. I, 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 I sound I, like a politician. You though. do, you are. <laughs> I don't think I'm a fan of it. I just don't know of uh, Yeah, but it's an made alternative. you who you are today. Has it? And it is has. that a good thing? It's made me what I am today. And is that a good thing? Good or bad? It's what I, it is. I, I should be Bro, in a shack both, somewhere listen, we in both, the middle of Jamaica. We both work for good big corporations. I know. Okay, whose prime primary purpose for existence is to make money. But is that the right thing? Is that and does that drive the right hey, behaviors in humans? You can always resign know. and join them. I don't know why they called these yeah. um, environmentally protest. That's such a nonsense <laughs> thing to say. Because I do have a life to sustain. And that's what I'm trying to say. I might not be a fan of capitalism yeah. and I would love for an alternative. But I also very much know that this is the game I have to play now. It's a necessary evil. Exactly. So the fact that I'm going to try and thrive in capitalism doesn't mean that I love it. It just means that, well, yeah. this is the game that's being played. And I have to play it well if I don't want my, me and my family to suffer. That's it's, all it really and, is and for that's me. That's what it is for me. You know? mm, so F- Forget everything else. I want to make sure my family's straight. Exactly. And, and I think... Yeah. I think that's what drives some of the bad behaviors under capitalism. Is that that fear or or, or that drive for self-preservation, uh, especially at the expense of others? And I think you can sometimes forget the negative sides of you making your family safe. That's true, and that's the thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just don't think we have an alternative. I think at some point there will be one. I, I think you capitalism, think communism is going to work. Oh no, no, no. no. No, no, no. Putting that much control into the hands of so few, I'm not. I'm not for that either. Planning, no. Yeah, I'm not for that either. Um, I don't know what it is, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I do think capitalism is the best we have right now, for sure. But it's just imperfect. Cool. That note, we out of here, man. Peace, love, and happiness. All right, take care, guys. Bye.